Welcome to Neutral Voices. I'm Dr. V, and this is In Depth, where we dig deep in the trenches of what matters. Our topic tonight, the other side of poverty. And you may wonder, what is the other side there of poverty? Is side. Before we talk about that, I want to I share this with you. And, you know, I, I love this woman. I'll, I'll tell you who it is. I'll reveal who this is after I read this. <laughs> We think sometimes poverty is only being hungry, naked, or homeless. The poverty of being unwanted, unloved, and uncared for is the greatest poverty. We must start in our own homes to remedy this kind of poverty. That's Mother Teresa. Mm. And I just want to... To, to look at this a little deeper because with our title being the other side of poverty, mm -hmm. I think this quote actually goes right into right. that right. because so many times and you have to, I don't know what you think of when you hear poverty and you know, we've talked about it before and we were on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. So when you think of poverty right away, most people do think of the homeless um, or lack of food, right. Right. starvation, right. etc., mm -hmm. and, and, and um, not being clothed, those types of sure. things. Right. And so as we look at this a little bit more, I want to look at the second sentence where it talks about the poverty of being unwanted, mm -hmm. the poverty of being uncared for, mm -hmm. unloved. You know, we just talked about love. Right. So let's look at that for a second, because there are so many people out there that feel alone, feel hopeless, in fear, and you don't look at them as being in poverty. Right. right. When you read um, that sentence, this, the second time especially, so what I pictured in my head was, or the phrase that I pictured was, left behind mm -hmm. in, in any aspect. When you said unwanted, unloved, uncared for. Yes. Just forgotten and, and left behind is what pops into my head. Yeah. yeah. And um, one of the things when you said, like you said, unloved and unwanted, it's people on the street that come from good families. Mm -hmm. They just didn't fit into that family. Mm -hmm. And that's where they are. It's yeah. not like they didn't try. It's not like they didn't do the things. They're just opportunity to put them there. Right. But when I think of the other side of poverty, I think of a whole nother thing that we don't see as being impoverished. Mm -hmm. That is the middle class or middle poverty. Okay. Think about it. Most of us are in that middle poverty state where we are working just to get to the next bill. Mm -hmm. We're not working to get stay to the next bill. Stay out of my bank. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. that, that's the overall. Yes. What is the common saying that every 80% of our population is one to two one, missed yes. checks right. from being homeless? Or mm. in an impoverished situation. So that's telling us that we're only working to get enough. Yeah. We're not working to get what we need and get by. So that middle poverty is a place, well, they call it middle class, which we see it dwindling in each and every year. But that's where we are. We are all standing on the brink of poverty. Wow. And you know what? And before, Jill, before you say that, I just want to say this to what you're saying. COVID revealed your position. Yes. I mean, no matter who you were, I don't care how much income you had coming in. When COVID-19 showed right. up, mm -hmm. 
you some of the richest people right. actually start looking at things from a different perspective saying wow right, right. you know we, we need to be over this like asap right you right. know so it wasn't just education that was pushing people back to work yeah. there was a lot of other things to you know get economy back moving but people really had an opportunity to see where they were i agree right. and i know we're going to get into to this more but i just wanted to touch a little bit on what clarence said so when you are at that middle poverty and that middle ground as you stated, you are not in a position to be able to afford an emergency, but you're just on the line also of not being able to get any kind of help or or assistance because you make too much money for that, but you don't make enough no. for mm-hmm. an emergency. So, you know, mm-hmm. when we say middle class or middle poverty, it, it really is a tough spot to be in. It's a tough spot. And, you know, and so the last part of this, and then we can move on when it says we must start in our own homes to remedy this kind of poverty. Yes. Now, so so how does that fit with you? What do you think about with that? Well, in, you know, our common vernacular and our mainstay and our phrase here is change your mindset. That's one <laughs> of the things is. Too many times, and I can say our community, we don't see poverty as what it is a lot of times. Mm-hmm. We say that's just how things are. Mm-hmm. We got to get past that complacent thought and believe that we can do better and have more. But a lot of us get in that complacent thought that this yes. is just how it is. This is the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to, and it's not supposed to be that way in some cases. Absolutely. And so I'm glad you said mindset, because I do, when I see that, I believe that it starts at home, that you do have to begin to teach your children, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how to save money. Right. You know, I remember yeah. back in the day, People love piggy banks. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if people actually have them still or young people, but that was a thing. You know, parents, you know, had had banks and you were teaching that, but you have to then explain to them as they grow up, Mm -hmm. you know, the importance of maintaining Maintaining, those habits, you know, the parent driving you to the bank to make a deposit every week, et cetera. I'm just, you know, you, and you had those type of parents or you heard about that, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times some families, you didn't have that. Right. Right. So when I think about how to remedy, remedy that situation or that problem, and it starts at home, not just from the financial perspective, but that mother or father saying, I love you. Right. How many times can you say in a household, people don't say, I love you? Right. Or you get to a certain point where you don't get hugs anymore. And so I think that's what that means in that last sentence. So, so speaking of that, let's go into the local perspective and how we see it like day to day. So, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I think at a at a national level, you know, we look at some of those numbers and they're quite staggering. But what we sometimes forget is that people in our own, you know, in our own backyard, sometimes even ourselves are poverty stricken. So Neutral Voices staff reached out to um, a big resource in our community, the Community Harvest Food Bank. And we spoke to Debbie who was super helpful. And I, I just want to read some staggering local numbers. So you have to remember that right now with the state of things, um, the way things are, there are people who are waiting at line, you know, in line at the food bank who literally have never done that before because they saw that as something that only those who were poor needed, not not people who worked 50 hours a week and did this and that. So right now, Debbie had told us that to put them in perspective, the Saturday Helping Hands at the Tillman location 
last year total served 642 people all year. Oh, wow. Last Saturday alone, they served 669 people. So oh, wow. 20 more people last Saturday were served than were served the entire, the entire oh, wow. previous year. Mm, so mm. if that alone doesn't put it, you know, put things into perspective. Yeah. So they also have a Hope for Heroes program, which is for our veterans. In March of 2022, they served 274 vets. Last year alone, they served 87 vets. So, uh, I mean, the farm food wagon goes to nine different counties, including Allen County. And tomorrow I will go ahead and we will go ahead and throw that up on our Facebook page because the food wagon goes to different locations. You pull your vehicle up, you park, you wait for them to come bring the food into your trunk or your back seat. So mm -hmm. it's actually a really cool thing. They do that in a lot of different counties. Um, also, the Saturday Helping Hands that I mentioned, that is every single Saturday at the Tillman location. Same deal. They will bring it right out to your vehicle right now. For everyone 60 and over, every other Wednesday from 10 to 12, they have a drive-through where they will also put food in your car. So there are some local resources, but we really just wanted to highlight how many people are utilizing these sources right now. I mean, that's crazy. It is. And, you know, and so that brings me to this point. I say the face of poverty has changed yes. today. And uh, you might not think about it, but there are a lot of young people in poverty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And actually, so some of my numbers, 15.7% men, 16.4% women under the age of 18. Wow. suffer mm -hmm. from poverty mm -hmm. and so you know you might not think it especially if you don't have children right. in your family but you don't know and you look at a person a lot of times you don't really understand is this person hungry what or have they eaten and then so you start thinking that one side of poverty mm -hmm. but then are they are they broken what is their spirit like right. are they loved are they neglected abuse etc so there's the other side and then so jill to go along with the things that you're talking about who's actually there who's in line right now some people that have never been there before i guarantee you mm -hmm. obviously people on fixed income yes. some people that's retired the disabled um rehabilitated you name it there's people from all walks of life mm -hmm. now having to and you know one of the things i think is sad that a lot of men they have, I'll say, too much pride that they won't yes. go, right. yes. but they need to yes. go. Yes. So the other side of poverty would be those that are in need, but they won't go right. seek help. And I thought that was the great part about, so the food drive started going outdoors when COVID hit. Mm -hmm. Because it used to be you had to walk into a building, everybody saw you. That's and like right. you said, there is a sense of pride and, and shame that comes along with needing help in any aspect. So something I thought that was super cool about this is you can literally pull up in your car with your children and it, mm -hmm. you know, it just seems like you're getting groceries. And I don't think that anybody ever, especially in this day and age, should be ashamed of how they feed their family. But there, right. there's just a sense of pride that comes along with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before you move on, Doc, mm -hmm. you said something and Jill brought us a statistic as well. The problem and people that kept in poverty are the fixed income, and sadly, our veterans. Mm -hmm. You know, think about people that have worked in the 
uh, sectors for years and years. And, you know, the old retirement or pensions are no longer there. Mm-hmm. They're 401ks. Yes. And not people, many people are stocking away, you know, for um, mm-hmm. their older life. But then the Social Security, you're getting maybe about 40% of your income. Yeah, and it's Maybe a, like $80 increase every year. But veterans um, that volunteered to serve this country, they're not getting, you know, the thing. They, they serve a country and then come back and put on the street or yes. some are, you know, left to the streets. And they're not being treated. You know, where where is that safety net? Like politicians, right. you only got to serve one term and you got You're, everything yep. for the rest of your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. You, you serve a good term in the army. You're, you're on forgotten. your own. You're on that's your own. right. And that's a good point. And, and so who's who's standing to fight for the vets? Right. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. that that's definitely a good point. You know, another thing, you know, from COVID, I'll say, and, you know, as they say, everybody blaming everything on COVID. But I can tell you, even since then, income inequality mm-hmm. is sure. at its highest right. now. And that has changed the game when it comes to poverty. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how people are are paid. And then, so watch this. So one of the things that has happened is people that were in these high positions, some of them lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, highly educated, right. lost their jobs. So what happens? They have to now go to the unemployment office, seek other jobs. Mm-hmm. They get hired into those positions. And then people with regular education or no minimum right. to no education, then what jobs are left for them? Right. Mm-hmm. And so there you go. They have to do the dirty work. Right. right. And so that's a lot of what's happening too. So the, 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 the dirty work, the domestic work. So you got people cleaning uh, the hotel rooms or, right. you know, cleaning out trash cans, et cetera, doing the work that nobody wants right. to do right. for pennies. So some people woke up and found themselves sure. mm-hmm. in poverty. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were talking earlier before the show, sometimes, you know, people who, let's say McDonald's, so they raise their their hourly rate quite a bit in order to attract more employees. But you have to think of the people that, let's say, were on Section 8 or were on food stamps or on Medicaid, anything that goes by your income, per se. So just that 2 or $3 an hour could be enough to completely bump them out of that bracket. Mm-hmm. So yes, they've made an extra 2 or $3 an hour, but then gas has risen, housing has risen, then they lose their benefits. So it's definitely a trickle-down effect, even if you are not somebody who is in poverty yourself. That's That's right. That's so true. Yes. Yes. So healthcare, education, all of these things are affected. Proper nutrition, we just talked about that. But so when, when it comes to looking at the education side, how are people affected? when it comes to education or lack of education? Well, that's one of the keys. Um, Think about it. The more you know, the more marketable, the more profitable you may become. Or Mm -hmm. options you have. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's it's a standard. I'm not saying college education is the best that, you know, everybody. I went to college, but college is not for everybody. Right. A bachelor's degree is not for everybody. But if you can get a trade, you can get into these skill sets. And, but, those programs are, you know, few and far between. I see Fort Wayne bringing some of them back, but we had a long while that those programs weren't accessible or, you know, made readily available or in a community. Yes. So if you get a trade, you get these things, you'll be able to build yourself up and be able to uh, 
be able to suffice for yourself. Right. Exactly. But when you don't have that knowledge, you don't have that education, you're going to struggle and you're going to try to figure out, like, like you were saying, you know, a master electrician versus the guy that, you know, could, you know, you don't have the paperwork, but you know but how to you work know it. What you're but doing. I'm going to take the master electrician versus Over. the one that, you know, the shade tree mechanic or mm-hmm. whatever, how Absolutely. we call it. And that puts you, since you don't have that accreditation, that puts you out. So I'm not saying go get a college education, but be able to have something behind your name that can substantiate that you know what you're doing that will keep you marketable. Right, exactly. And so, so with that thought, would you say that poverty is intentional? So I, I know that Clarence and I disagree on this just because we were talking a little bit before the show. So Nelson Mandela actually, um, you know, is a person, and we read the quote the other night, who said that poverty is, in fact, man-made. Because what he said is if wealth can be created by humans, poverty can also be created by humans. And when you have that mindset, if you feel like humans created something, you have better hope that humans can make it go away. Okay, Clarence, your position. That sound good? That that actually, and I, I'm gonna have to agree with her because that's not what she said before we came on air. But that that point, and is I that the say power that, of Google? No, <laughs> no, right here. And, and, and the reason I say that is because yes, if you think about it, the money, t- the monetary system is it's fictitious. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, it's made up. Um, there was a time where bartering was a thing. You traded something for something. It wasn't a dollar amount or a monetary amount set to things. You just a barter, be it your skill set, be it your crops, be it whatever. Right. And that balanced the scale. Mm-hmm. But when money came into effect, then yes, that that changed the game because that made this paper, this coin, that metal or whatever mm-hmm. more valuable than anything else. And my my thought then was to accumulate more of that, that substantial good. And if I couldn't do it, my trade, I wouldn't barter anymore. You got to pay me for my trade. Right. And, you know, so forth. So, yes, I think poverty is intentional in a lot of Mm -hmm. aspects. Right. And I would tell you, I still barter today with many people. For sure. And and so it it, it works. So look at this. Poverty is a disease. It affects and infects the entire community. Do you believe that? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and then in in what way? In the disguise of unemployment, unemployment, violence. Yes, yes. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Deception, failing schools and broken homes. Scamming is the thing. All over the place. Divorce. I mean, money is the root of a lot of issues in relationships. So then you have divorce, then you have a broken home. Then you have, like you said, the children who are falling into the, you know, the levels of poverty. So, I mean, it's definitely a domino effect. That's right. And, and we even mentioned like the, the, the prison system. And so mm-hmm. we've, we've talked mm-hmm. before about when the man is not in the home and how poverty can creep in right. from that perspective. And it's the old adage. And we think of poverty, if you think of it like this, if a man steals a loaf of bread to feed his family, is he still stealing? Right. Yes. Still stealing. Still stealing. Mm-hmm. And if he get caught? Yes. They don't care. He had a family to feed. They just going to take him to jail. And those are things, you know, Habits. You wouldn't steal if you were able to, you know, afford or right. be able to provide. So you're putting that corner. So but you have that, to do what you have to do sometimes. Yes. And so that's what and, we're and, and we definitely not pushing that. But then no, I'm so, not pushing. That. I'm ex- just saying it's a reality. And, and I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying so that just shows you the the powerlessness of people when they're in that position. Right. And I would say fear sits in 
um, in a different perspective when you see it coming. Right. And people don't know what they're going to do and where they're going to get their next right. meal from or if they can keep a roof over their children's head. So there's a lot more to mm. poverty, but I do want to touch on poverty from a global perspective. Yeah. And I was looking at that because I was watching the news earlier and sometimes, you know, we in America don't think things affect us that happens outside of the American borders until it really happens to us. You know, it's like, you know, you got that little cringe in your stomach. You don't pay the attention. It's mm. going to go away until yeah. you finally have to do something about it because it's really worse than what you thought about. Uh, or until the gas prices goes up in yes. your neighborhood and yes. you realize this will affect you. Too? That's where it is. Now, mm -hmm. let's look at this globalization that affects poverty and everything that's with the economy. Think about where we are now. We just came out of a pandemic. Yeah. The pandemic caused a supply chain shortage. They were saying they didn't have enough workers to produce things. They didn't have enough material to produce things. And that made things scarce. So that upped the price to everything. You know, mm -hmm. TVs went up, radio, you know, everything, everything went up. But then the people that weren't working because of the pandemic, factories shut down, this, that, or the other, or they were working with skeleton crews. They couldn't afford it. There was not food. Like, the pickers out in, in California, they had right. a picker shortage. Mm -hmm. That um, produce was not being picked. So that caused a whole lot of problems because now you don't have as many oranges that you exactly. know you would have had the year before. So oranges prices went up because you don't have them. Or and like the, the truck drivers. The truck drivers, the, lack the same of drivers. thing. Mm -hmm. So we go out of the pandemic and that, that affected it. Now that, it, that put more people in poverty. Now we go right into the war mm -hmm. and what's going on in Russia. Now, think about it. Russia, U.S., I think Biden and the U.S. and the, U, uh, the EU, the European Union and NATO and all of them have put more sanctions on Russia where they can't like invest in things yes. and people can't invest in mm -hmm. Russia. Russia can't export things. You know, they were high exports on wheat yes. or uh, certain uh, cooking oils and uh, oil mm -hmm. in general. So they can't export that. So that causes not another shortage. Mm -hmm. So. That means the prices and Russia can um, invest in the Chinese stock market and China can invest in the American stock market. That's going to shake the economy and that's going to make the poverty level go up and, mm -hmm. and it's just going to get crazy. So all in all, the things that we are seeing affects us and that does damage to poverty. And mm -hmm. we were talking before we came on air in the war. These people are being displaced. Refugees are leaving and everything. Some of these people are doctors, lawyers, mechanics, engineers and everything. But if they go to another country, their degree doesn't translate. So they yeah. are janitors. They're cab drivers. They're, you mm -hmm. know, street workers. Yeah. They're not that uh, where they were providing for themselves. They don't have that anymore. Yeah. And that, that puts people in a whole new poverty state. Yeah. And, and, go ahead. No. Um, when you, you know, when you speak globally. So I found something. I found a study that was really interesting where... Um, this company asked people globally of all different ages, um, races, nationality, income brackets, and they said, how are you feeling right now about the way things are going in terms of poverty regarding, you know, food, fuel, all the above? So there were people who made zero dollars a year. There were people who made hundreds of thousands of dollars per year. The common denominator was fear. People said scared, mm -hmm. afraid. Um, 
hesitant. So whether you are afraid of where your next meal is going to come from or whether you're afraid of having to replace your your roof or things, you know, mm-hmm. like you were seeing a rainy day fund. Yeah. It is no longer just a fear for people on how they're going to eat. It's a fear for absolutely everyone, regardless of their bracket. So I thought that was very interesting that even people that if we looked at their income and would think, oh, they're good to go, they were afraid. Their one word response was scared. Right. You know, one thing I think is sad when you think about poverty is the way a lot of people, many people see the poor and they see them as insufficient or they see them as, I'll say, unmotivated, you know, and so drag on society. Yeah. Inferior. Yep. Yeah. And so I'm thinking and that's why I said I think there's been a shift. And so as we look at the other side of poverty, we might find ourselves over there yeah, we're all and so you know you mentioned you you one check away etc you may be a little closer to poverty than you know mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. that's how come you, you you have to see where you can help what you can do from day to day so let me just ask this question as we get ready to get out of here is um how are you personally if you think about it how are you affected by poverty from day to day. I am controlled by the gas pump because I got to go to <laughs> yeah. and from work. I'm being serious. Yeah, I can't go turn corners like I used can't, to. Yeah. Can't do like I used to. Can't, you know, be as free with my, because when you have to factor in all your other bills, but then you got to factor in gas to get to the place mm. to make the money to yes. pay your bills. I mean, it, it's really, it's really hard. And, and I'm, I'm saying me, but I'm saying in general, but we all have to think like that. And we're all in that position because guys, because most of us are going to have to go. Mm-hmm. So we got to yeah. go to work. We gotta, so. Yeah. If we got a vehicle, by some means, we, we need to, to get to work. Right. Or, right. Yeah. So, right. Jill? Um, I'm going to have to agree with, with Clarence. First and foremost, I, for work, drive between 100 and 150 miles per day um, in my vehicle. Um, so the gas is really, you know, hurting me, but also as a parent, um, I alone could survive on peanut butter and jelly sandwiches if I had to for the rest of my days. But I think when you are responsible for a little human being, you want to make sure that they don't feel your struggles, even when they're present. You don't want to have to worry about coming home and the electricity being off or explaining why the internet's not working. So I feel a lot of pressure um, and worry when it comes to having to provide and be responsible for another person. Yes. And I would say for me, just thinking about, I'll say the increase for for rent and just housing Mm -hmm. and that whole thing. And so you're just looking at people around you some people were in the midst of looking for a place mm-hmm. to, to yeah. stay. And, you know, I've mentioned myself looking right. for a, a place. So good for me. I have a place. Right. But, you know, in this position, I'm being affected because now I got to really do some thinking. Yeah. Because right. what I would have paid maybe eight or nine hundred for now, maybe 16. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 16, yeah, right? So yeah. For the same house. That's yeah. right. And so even with that and, and having a business, looking at a lot of the things that I have to pay for day to day, the mm-hmm. increase that's connected right. to it that may not be passed on to the booth right. renters. Right. So I have to catch the cost. Those incidentals. In, yes. And that's a wonder. And they're not thinking about that. When you talk about a business, especially a small business, like that is a wonderful point because at what point, like you said, do you, 
these ex- extra expenses that you're incurring, do you pass that on to the customer with hopes that you are not going to lose your customer? That's right. Or so, yeah, that's Absolutely. a very good point with the, so, the businesses. Yeah. For so, sure. yeah. And so, you know, and so I want this, this last thing I just want to say, you know, or ask this, is it a choice at the end of the day? Do, are there better choices we can make? What can we do to help ourselves so that we don't fall into poverty or what can we do to help someone else that may be? So, of course, we have resources. We have tons and tons of resources that we can leave with you. But you can also Google it. Um, I know there's the SNAP program, mm-hmm. yes. um, uh, the TANF. Yes. A lot of people did. I didn't know that you can actually go for, for money. You mm-hmm. can apply for actually cash money i didn't know that so there's certain, um that's and so families, it's yes. yes and so there's requirements but you can google that right. and learn more about that but so is there is poverty connected to our choices yes i i absolutely agree i don't you know like i said before with my opinion on it being man-made i think there comes a point where if you're already if there's a hole and you fall into the hole you're not automatically just going to pop right back out of the hole. So you you have to work to get out of it. Whether yeah. you created your situation mm-hmm. or not, you are still responsible yes. to do whatever you have to do to crawl out of that hole. To crawl out of the hole. Clarence? I'm going to say yes and no, and I'm going to validate each one of them. I don't think it's our choices sometimes because, as Jill said, poverty is man-made and when she hit that again. Because if it wasn't, why does a poverty guideline always shift? Mm-hmm. Every year, there's a shift in the poverty guideline. Mm-hmm. It either increases or, but the income is not increasing. So, but, the, you know, so they're, they're making it seem like more people are, are impoverished because they move in poverty guidelines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with that being said, sometimes you got to fight the system being within the system. Mm-hmm. Use what they're using against you to work against that. Now, I'm going to give you some tips. If you're on Section 8, do you know that you can buy a home through Section 8? Mm-hmm. You have to Google that and get that information. But there are pro- voucher programs that if you're in Section 8, that you can buy a home. I know Fort Wayne Housing Authority has programs, but and they could possibly subsidize your uh, mortgage for up to 15 years if you qualify. So wow. that's something you can look at, work yes. within the system. Also, we were talking about education. There's education. There's free certificates out there. Ivy Tech is one in Fort Wayne that they're giving you free certificates. And one of them I was reading on there, you can go get certified in HVAC. Yeah. Oh, that's heating Ventilation and air conditioning. <laughs> That's good. Hurry up. I need, I need you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ventilation and air conditioning. But if you get an HVAC certificate, man, you can change your income levels. Wow. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the choice of not reaching out or trying to improve yourself, yes. it does keep you in poverty. There's, there's ways that you can do it if you want to. It's That's changing right. your mindset. And I love that. And so when we think of mindset, then I'll say this. There's something in you that you can do to be greater. You just have to tap into it. You just have to think that creative thinking, that mindset shift. There's something in you. So dig deep within yourself. And I want to leave you with this. If human beings are perceived as potentials rather than problems, as possessing strengths instead of weaknesses, as unlimited rather than dull and unresponsive, then they would thrive and grow to their capabilities. Yes, I love that. That's that nice. is actually from former First Lady Barbara Bush. Wow. And this is Neutral Voices. Thank you for hanging with us. Hopefully we'll see you back tomorrow for the Voice of the People. Have a good night.